Welcome to episode 6, Stay Inside, Don't Get Sick, a story mode, a video game podcast brought to you by Fan Critical. I'm your host, Jesse Munro, and today I'm joined by, I'm going to mix it up, Simon Evans. Hey, hello. You were going for a drink there because you yeah. thought you were going to come second. Yeah, no, uh, no, I know. You're number one in my to, heart, number one on the charts. And Keelan Simpson. Hello, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. You know what isn't beautiful? Being in fucking lockdown, eh? Sorry, I don't know what that feels like. WA doesn't have the balls to do it. Yeah, it's fair. So, we're all in states of quarantine, I guess. We're not sick, but yeah, we just can't go outside and be in crowds anymore. Well, you know, if you were to look at me with all the hair that I've torn out of my head being stuck inside (laughs) of my place, you would say I'm sick. Yeah. You know, me being a selfish, callous person, my biggest concern right now is my hair. Because, A, I don't have much left. I am losing it. So every haircut counts. <laughs> I was going to get a haircut just before this happened, and now it's growing really long, and I can't get one, and I'm really panicking. Because it's going to get real big and real shitty. The and I'm going to have to cut it myself or color it. It's, I can't. I just color can't it. do it, man. You're going to color, color it? I, I, I used to want to color my hair when I was um, younger. I mean, who didn't? Let's be honest. Exactly. If I'm going to shave my head, I'm going to color my hair first. Mm, 100%. Please Have do. it for a week. Cut it off for charity. Please do. I'll pay good money to see that. I'm going to remember yeah, that. I'll contribute mm. to that. Mm. <laughs> well, like I said, we're all locked up, which means we're playing more games, which means we have much to discuss. So while we're living this half-life of ours, Keelan... You want to talk about a little bit about Half-Life. <laughs> oh, the shame on both of your faces for that segue. You know I what? hate no. how good that was. That Stop was it. beautiful. That was really good. <laughs> I've been locked up inside all day and I, that's all I came up with. You should be Rest proud. I'm in a free wing. This is what you were doing at work all day, right? <laughs> yes. That one line. Work. Um, I, do, I, I want to talk about Half-Life. Um, so previously we mentioned Half-Life Alex came out on the 23rd of March. Um, and with it came a few, I guess, revelations and some cool, interesting ways to use the technology that they have in there. I was scrolling through Reddit, as I do most days, found a (laughs) fascinating video of a maths teacher doing a lesson entirely inside of Half-Life Alex. Yeah, for everyone listening, sorry, this is this is running through VR. Yeah. Like high level VR, like PC VR. Yep. It's it's incredible. It's all from the first person. Um Half-Life Alex has really granular detail. Um and the interactivity you, you have with all the objects in the world, it's like second to none. It, it's stuff that we've never really seen before. So you can walk into a room and see markers sitting um on a desk. You can pick that marker up take the lid off and then use that marker to write on surfaces. So, it's so cool. Yeah, it's crazy. It cool. It's and I'll make nuts. sure I check up this video on our Facebook and Twitter because this teacher is just a legend. So obviously they couldn't teach their students because lockdown. You, lockdown. If you see somebody, everyone will die. So <laughs> teacher's doing a class in the game and I'm assuming they streamed it to him? Yeah, I would have thought so. so, yeah. 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 Um, I watched this earlier today and... I, I'd heard about it and I've seen it on Twitter and stuff like that, people talking about it. I didn't expect it to be so precise. This tea that you grab the the Sharpie or the whiteboard mark or whatever it is, you grab it and it's exactly where it touches on the screen is written. Like his handwriting is neat. It's better than my it real is, life handwriting. It's crazy. <laughs> it is baffling that a VR system can pick up that, like you said, granular de- granular detail. Absolute testament to what Valve has done. Um, and I think reviews have really, you know, highlighted the fact of this is the VR game. Like, the VR game we've been waiting for. If I... Right. Um, as someone who's literally just bought a VR headset, we'll probably get Alex at some point. Um, just... Yeah, and maybe not right now because it's super expensive and I literally just spent all my money on a VR headset. Um, one of the th- one of the few things I have seen which I think was arguably my favourite thing is um, dealing with uh, one of the enemies. I can't remember what they're called. I want to say facehuggers. But- headcrabs. 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 That's, uh, facehuggers are aliens. Um, yeah, the headcrab was like... He tra- trapped this guy in a corner and he reached around, grabbed this chair 
and the head crab was jumping at him and he caught it with the chair and then just flung the chair out the window with the head crab still attached. And it was hilarious just to watch that on repeat for like five minutes. There's a lot of like slapstick comedy elements in VR games, um, but it's not like unintentional in Half-Life Alex, which is a first in, in my experience anyway. Well, I mean, like I've got the PSVR and like you said, a lot of the, the fun from VR comes out of the slapstick element mm. of it. My favorite game is Job, Job Simulator. Simulator. Yeah, 100%. Which is fun because of how imprecise it is. You got to put yeah. a cup down and you throw it across the room by accident. This is just the polar opposite, but it looks like you can have a lot more fun with that. Mm. Now, I do want to bring to your attention, though, the only enemies that interact with you and the objects that you're holding in the way that that video shows are the head crabs. All the other enemies are not affected by uh, physical objects around them in the way that those are, which is a bit unfortunate, but you can understand like how much time and effort went into making the head crabs interact with everything like that. Um, Yeah. yeah. There'd be so many issues having like a humanoid Mm like character model interacting with things in that way it would mess up the whole physics system so i understand why they made that decision but, well yeah because yeah. if you if you threw the chair at say their legs how are they going to have like yeah exactly, exactly. like that, the, the design behind that would be so yeah. complicated but yeah just the fact that they even got the head crabs to do that i think is fucking fantastic absolutely like yeah. honestly it's brilliant i think that level of detail is reflected in some of the review scores this has been getting i've seen tens everywhere i've seen people who have never given tens before Mm. Like established gaming journalists, never given a ten before. Just they, they would give it an eleven if they could. I think. <laughs> mm. um, but, however, yeah. How does that translate? <laughs> what does that mean? How many people are actually playing Half Life? How many people have experienced the, the this life changing thing? Simon knows. Mm. Simon yeah. does know. Well, mm. <laughs> I mean, okay, all up, I spent. I think a bit over a thousand dollars on the quest and a few accessories. Yeah, it wasn't much. Like the quest itself, I think was eight hundred and fifty or eight hundred. Um, yeah, I think it was eight hundred. And then I bought like a carry case and um, some headphones and a longer charging cable. Yeah, so I can have it tethered to my PC if I need to. But all together, all of that added up cost me a little bit over a thousand dollars and. Yeah, like looking at that now, I'm like, oh man, it's definitely money well spent. But if I want to get an experience like Alex, I'm going to have to drop another 80 or $90. And I'm a little bit hesitant to do that right this mm. second. And like, that's taking into consideration you already have a PC that can... I mean, with the Quest, the mm. Quest runs its, itself and we'll cover that in a you know, future VR episode. But if you were to get an, you know another PC-ready VR headset... Yeah, if someone just PC chucked one needs at me. VR-ready... Which, you know, does yeah. take a little bit more money. This mm. isn't a cheap option. So while this game's getting amazing reviews everywhere, everyone's saying this game is just one of the greatest things to ever happen. Nobody can play it. You have some of the numbers. Yeah, I've got numbers here. To give you an idea, people right now, this moment, on Steam playing Half-Life Alex, there are 2,735 people around the world playing that game. Looks like we have a few technical issues. Bear with us while we set up the gremlins. Alright, yeah, that was my bad. I pressed the space bar. I fucked up. Sorry. <laughs> Keelan, it, you were it was saying. A head crab. <laughs> I got head crabbed. <laughs> well, we Ooh. were talking Ooh. about. Ooh. I, I don't, don't like that. that. Don't, don't say that, that again, please. We were talking about the low levels of people playing Half-Life Alex right now, which is a bit strange. Um, Trying to think of what reasons might be. And to give you sort of a comparison um, for another game, um, I don't know if you guys have played The Witcher 3? I haven't. I own it, and I've owned it for years and been meaning to play it, but just... Ooh, okay. So that's a topic for another day. Simon, you got to play that game. Oh, Absolutely. The Witcher 3 is, was released in March 2015. It's five years old. One of the They're, best. Yep, it is. It's, it's is it that old? Game. Jesus. Yep. Yep. What? And then anyway, a bit of a resurgence, crazy, to be fair. A bit of a resurgence because of the show and of yeah. Henry Cavill's buns. Oh. Mm. 
I am a, I'm a straight man, but Jesus Christ, I appreciate those buttons. That explains <laughs> the massive increase in players uh, for The Witcher 3 on Steam right now. There are 21,855 people playing this game. Compare that to Half-Life, another huge um, AAA single-player experience with 2,000-odd mm. people. What's now, stopping them? Accessibility? It, price? It, it ha- I, yeah, it's, I it's both. I mean, people yeah. want to play it. So this is a tweet that came out on the day... Uh, sorry, on the 24th of March. So what's that? Four days after the game came out? I believe it came out on the 20th. On um, Steam, there were 19,000 current players. Now, this is from Matt Piscatella on Twitter. 19,000 current players. There were 238,000 people watching it on Twitch. Ooh. It's it, the way... So- it, it's cool, and I really like it. I'm looking forward to playing it one day. However, is it a waste? Kind of like... And, and people are wanting to, to mod it to make it playable with mouse and keyboard. And Valve has come out and said, yeah, that will happen. Mm. However, mm. VR games do not translate to mouse and keyboard or controller. For example, a game that tried to have it both ways and really fucked it up was Resident Evil 7. The first half of the game with a, with a controller is fine. With VR, it's, it's great. Then at the end, it tries to be very VR-focused, like in the gameplay. But if you're having a controller, it's nothing. Like, nothing happened. It's boring as hell. Yeah. Because those experiences don't aren't the same. Simon, like you said before, the protagonist turns around. I'm guessing their name's Alex. Alex turns around, grabs a chair, smacks a head crab. You can't do that with a controller. No. You don't have that precision. It's going to become a really boring run-of-the-mill game, and people will have a really shitty opinion of it. The other thing as well, um, the AI and the combat encounters are designed around the limitations of VR. So you have AI who kind of like stagger around sometimes. Um, They take a very long time before they're actually a threat to you, just to give you enough time to react being you know having to use the hand controllers and everything so that just it can't translate to a controller based experience it's going to be too easy it's going to be boring speaking of controller based experiences my god my segues have been spectacular today (laughs) i just finished playing the control dlc so anyone who knows me knows that i don't shut up about this game control on i'm playing on a ps4 um the remedy game um it was my game of the year last year just released it proper story dlc called the foundation it dropped on friday and i finished it yesterday so the foundation basically sees jesse faden maybe i like the game because she's got my name (laughs) um jesse faden delve into the foundation of the oldest house if you've played the game or at least you've seen the trailers or the artwork which is stunning you can see the architecture in this game is is phenomenal so you're within um a building called the oldest house in this one, you go down to the foundation following um, the uh, head of operations. Her name is Helen Helen Marshall. It's Marshall, I know that. You follow the head of operations. She's gone down there. She's gone missing. You go down and you find that another part of... I don't want to give away too much storyline here because I, I highly recommend people play this game. But there is a pillar that is driven into the heart of the foundation. Um. The foundation also has part of the bureau, which is like an interdimensional being or voice or group or something. And, you know, your interdimensional hijinks ensue. I'll leave it at fun. that. Fun. It is very, cool. very fun. Now, it is very similar to the basic control itself. It's, it's, I kind of wish it was a little bit more different. Uh, a lot of the, the architecture and landscapes and level designs you go through are f- still phenomenal. But I've seen them. They're nothing new. The yeah, new things yeah. you get in this game are there are new types of enemies called Hiss Sharpened. They suck. They are so hard. They're just dudes with pickaxes, but they can teleport. So mm. they'll be running toward you and they shift behind you and they smack you with a pickaxe. Ow. And then you're like, oh, I'll fly away. And they throw the pickaxe at you. Absolute <laughs> jerks. I hate them. Mm. Um, and you get two new abilities. You have Create, which allows you to grow um, these crystals that are now prevalent throughout the foundation. You can grow these crystals and that helps you like traverse areas and things like that. And you have Fracture that lets your service weapon, your, your gun, destroy these crystals. Again, Ooh. allowing you to different areas. So the exploration in this 
DLC is really, really good because of new abilities. It makes you kind of go back and forth. Like, oh, I have this ability. I can do this here. I'll go come back here later when I have the other ability. Metroidvania. Yeah. Metroidvania to it. Yep. Uh, It builds on the lore in such a cool way. I got really sucked into the storyline of Control. um, And the DLC has a moment right at the end that made me gasp. Um, So I'm very, very excited for the next... uh, the next DLC comes out later in the year. It's called All AWE. Highly recommend it. So if you've played Control, get the DLC. If you haven't played Control, play, play Control. Control. I mean, fuck. Desi, Do it. I will. Stop pressuring me. Yeah. Okay, Keelan. Okay, Keelan. I'll start being more direct with you. Speaking of directs, Simon. Oh my God, I'm three for three. That makes up my tech issues. I won. <laughs> I won the episode. Fuck y'all. I'm going to have a drink of gin. Uh, yeah, all right. Well, uh, yeah, I'm going to talk about the Nintendo Direct. The Although it was a mini Direct or Direct Mini, I can't remember what they officially Tiny labeled direct. it as. Mini which went on direct. for nearly half an hour and is the most content we've seen out of a Direct Actually, all year round. Nothing mini about how long, that. How long is a normal Direct? Uh, normally about half an hour. Yeah, how was this a mini Direct? <laughs> I think the only major difference was the fact that we didn't have any person... In between certain segments, having a little chat to us. And I, guess I think that's pretty much it. It didn't have the one big announcement, so they weren't coming out saying, hey, here's some Breath of the Wild 2 stuff. Here's some or Metroid, Metroid 4. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. just, it was covering a lot of the bases that hadn't been touched upon. It was a tapas of Nintendo Direct. Yes. But it was filling and it was rich and it was fucking delicious. Nourishing in these. In these uh, it, trying times. <laughs> Absolutely. It Well, I mean, it actually starts off with like a whole COVID thing. And it's like, oh, some of these games may be delayed due to circumstances outside of our control. Please stay safe, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, the actual director itself opens up with Xenoblade Chronicles, the remaster. And I am so fucking happy about this. I played it when it first came out on the Wii. Um, loved it. Didn't... I got to think about towards the... I'm in the last third of the game before a whole bunch of shit happened. I just sort of never got back to it. Um, But I love it. I think it's a really, really good game. And holy shit, the upgrade that they have made to the character models is stunning. If you go and have a look, you can just search up a Let's Play. The fucking Wii visuals, the character models, the faces look like PS2. That was done as a trade-off, obviously, for the beautiful, expansive environments and stuff that you have going on. And I think it's absolutely worth it. Um, it, you know, Xenoblade is still aesthetically one of the nicest games I've ever looked at, so far as environment's concerned. It's very mm. British. It the voice is. I love, are shockingly I, love, I didn't expect it. Love it. I love the fucking voice acting. They did such a good job on it. Um, but yeah, I honestly think if you're even remotely an RPG fan, get this game. It is phenomenal. The story is rich and interesting there's nice little twists every once in a while the characters are fun and engaging and there's just so much to it that i just cannot recommend it enough um yeah absolutely i'm gonna get the special edition absolutely gonna get that um and then it went on to shinsekai well the next thing we're gonna bother talking about is shinsekai into the depths it looks so good that looks really fun keelan nice you play the little sea man yeah, you're a little oh, diver. What? You're a little sea man at the bottom of the sea. <laughs> you, oh. you're, you're a diver. You're the last human alive or something like I, that. I, I think you're it. the last human alive, but I think people, humans have been relegated to like the sea, as, yeah. as, as they do. I guess the dolphins look over the land. And it looks mm. like it's a Metroidvania. So you, mm. you're running around in your little deep sea diving suit, and those deep sea diving suits are both intriguing to me and goddamn terrifying. It was yeah. like, did you ever see the episode of Mythbusters where they tested them? No, no, they they, they tested oh, wait, how much actually, yes, pressure they could so. take, and they put yeah. like like uh, animal parts inside of a pressurized suit, and they dropped it down there, and it crushed, and they found the liver up in the helmet. Yeah, oh, didn't like that at all. <laughs> There's a little dude, and you're running around. You you have to make sure you have oxygen, and you're fighting these deep sea creatures, and then you can go into the menu screen, and you can um you can modify the music. You can put filters over the music, so if you want to yeah, play a little bit differently. Like a, I love yeah, it. I think it like looks adorable. And it is out now, and I'm going to get it later on tonight. And then uh, it's also got like a it's got like a sort of time attack mode. Yes. Um, which I think, I think that's going to be what gives this game life. I reckon mm. it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fan favorite for speedruns. 
I reckon speedrunners are going to love it. I reckon people are going to enjoy watching sequence breaks of it. I think this game has a lot of stuff going on. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Um, to your Animal Crossing. That. We've got Animal Crossing yes. stuff. Ooh, I'm looking so forward to yes. Animal Crossing. I'm sorry for everyone who follows us on social media, which you should add <laughs> at Story Mode Pod. Um, I've been posting a lot of Animal Crossing stuff, and I'm not going to stop. <laughs> Please don't. It gives me a life. Um, but yeah, we've got some more updates coming in April. So um, there's a thing which is basically seasonal events. So in previous games, you could just time skip, you know, go to December Boom. and, hey, look, it's Christmas, um, or Toy Day, as they call it. Um, but now they've locked it behind updates so updates are behind every uh sorry we'll sort of unlock which i know you disagree with some but i think it's the best way to do it by far. i think so um because they I don't want it, they don't want to encourage people time skipping it's yeah i mean it's not they're not banning it from the game like they're not gonna be no. like oh, you can't do it it's just like eh, come on but i think yeah. they want these events to have the most bang for their buck Yes. Have everyone get it at the same time. Everyone can enjoy it. It's going to have that boost on social media every now and then. So, yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. in eight months' time or whenever, I mean, this week has gone for a year, so who knows when Christmas will be. <laughs> but when Christmas rolls around and they have the Toy Day festivities, you don't want that ruined for people. You don't want people no, trying no, to be ahead and stuff like that. Yeah, but, yeah. So no, they're going to have I, I, Easter. Not a huge fan of the whole, oh, it's locked behind an update, but I can't think of any other way to do it. Yeah. So credit where it is due. I think they've handled that quite well. Um, and then, yeah, the next game that I thought was really interesting. Sorry, just, was, sorry, just go back to the, the uh, Animal Crossing. So the first one for April will be like an Easter thing with a rabbit. Yes. And you collect yeah, a bunch so of eggs and it looks, I don't know, it's not my thing. But later in April, they're going to have Earth Day. Yeah, I, I think that will be really cool. I, I love the nature aspect of this game. I'm planting a lot of trees. Ever since Simon told me that, hey, you can replant trees. Good news. I've terraformed. And now my <laughs> island is a forest full of peaches that look like buns. Henry I've Cavill's got... sweet buns. <laughs> Henry Cavill. Um... <laughs> I've, got, I've got every fruit now on my island. I'm just waiting for two of them to finish growing and then i've got them all that'll be, be a good oh, day good news i got my first um villager resident to my land that i want dead oh cool wow olaf oh, olaf my, my partner I has olaf and she hates him as I'm well put concrete boots on this motherfucker the fucking anteater he said three <laughs> lines to me and i'm like <laughs> no get off my island this is a pure happy place you son of a bitch <laughs> My partner absolutely fucking hates him as well. She's like, can I just get rid of him? I was like, you know, just just plant a tree outside his fucking doorstep. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, quarantine him and put some like fences around his house. <laughs> um, so next game up, we've got Good Job. Good Job yes. looks great. I love the look of it. It's something I will check out once I have a bit, bit more money to hand. Um... It looks like a really fun. I think it's it to me. It kind of has a untitled goose game feel to it. It looks like a cross between untitled goose game. So it's an isometric game where you you like a little. You're working for your dad, I think. You're working in like yes. Yeah, so you're working for your dad's company, and you're doing and these little like faceless people and stuff like that. It's a very simplified uh, aesthetic, uh, more simplified than than untitled goose game. Mm. But you walk around, you have to do little office duties like watering the plants and stuff like that. But obviously, everything goes awry. So I think it's a cross between. An untitled goose game with um, Job Simulator. Yes. Where it's like, because here's your mission. Like, here's what you need to do. Get it done, done however you see fit. If you need to well, move the yeah. projector from one room to another, you can walk through the other rooms. Cool. Or if you want to make a slingshot and try to throw it across the office, I mean, fuck <laughs> it, it gets the job done. If you want to water the plants, yes, you can use a hose or a watering can and, you know, do everything. Or you can turn on the fire. <laughs> you can turn on the sprinklers. <laughs> gets the job done. It's up to you. Uh, and that's Smash what Bros? I like about it. Um, so, Smash Bros. update, which is the next character, is going to be somebody from ARMS. The Remember ARMS? The yeah, long right. arm this is, game. This is something that kind of annoys me. So, Nintendo were focusing on ARMS when the Switch sort of first came out because it was their brand new IP. And it's like, oh, cool, yeah, we can make a thing out of it. And I liked it. I bought the game. I enjoyed it. I think it's actually a pretty solid title. Um, definitely worth checking out. But why wasn't this character added in before this, like, extra Fire Emblem character? What's the point? Because none of their characters are dangerous. They're all armless. Eh? Uh, eh? Uh, no, actually, they have too many arms. Yeah. That they, didn't they, work. 
No, you, you tried. Uh, okay. Okay. I'll give you a bonus point for your effort, Look, but it's rough. Anyway. But I, I agree. Like I, I thought this would happen a little bit earlier, but cool. Yes. And I mean, I think uh, Arms is also free for the next week or so. Yeah, so it's got game. a got so a give free, it a go if you haven't. Free trial if you're a Nintendo Switch Online member. Try it um, now. Yeah, so definitely, definitely check it out. Uh, it is good fun. Got Very bravely default. Dwar, okay. bravely default. Two. Yeah, which um, as I've put in my little notes, why isn't it called bravely third? Because we had bravely default and then bravely second. Why not bravely third? Well, I mean, I only found out watching this video that it's called bravely default because you have two like stances. You have yes, like brave, brave and default and default. So I'm like, fuck. If that's how you're gonna name your game, then have whatever number you want because. <laughs> You Although I, tr- I didn't try, to, I have to give it credit because prior to Octopath Traveler, this was the best reinvigoration of the turn-based combat system I'd seen ever. It's fucking fantastic. So you every every turn you use up a BP, a battle point, but you also regain them at the end of every turn, right? Um, and you can spend extra BP to do more things, so you actually have additional turns. Um, and you default to gain more. Anyway. You bravely um, default. Yes, exactly. Well, so I'm you, getting it. So I you default games. for a little bit, so you go on guard, save up some BP, and then spam it all in one go and just wipe the competition out. It's pretty fun. It's a good risk-reward. Risk mm. um, there is a free dem- demo out for it already. I've Ooh. just played, I think, about 15 minutes of it, and fuck me, it is hard. Make it a go. It is, like actually genuinely quite tough it puts you in i think you're at like the second town i'm just guessing uh they don't actually tell you um you have i think you're level eight to begin with you have four jobs available none of your characters have any jobs assigned so it's up to you to decide who you want to be a white mage who you want to be a knight who you want to be a black mage and who you want to be a monk um and then you can also equip sub jobs and stuff which is pretty cool but other than that um yeah like it's hard like it's genuinely hard i got Mm. to the dungeon and I got my ass handed to me. I was level, like, 13 at the time. Just got fucking smushed. So I've gone out of the dungeon, and I'm now grinding for a demo of an RPG. Yeah. Like, I'm like, wow. This um, game is not pulling any punches. You, you sold like me it. on that. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of games that will sell Keelan, we've got two Star Wars games coming to uh, the yeah. Switch. Ooh. We have Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, and the one that has got me... Rigid Racer. Star Wars Episode 1 Racer. Annie! Annie! Whenever I think of pod racing, I just think of that blue jerk, the blue blue car salesman. Oh, dear. Oh, Watto. I love him. I'm so pumped for this. I love the. Annie! I I read an article about Jedi Academy in that uh, Switch players. Are joining the same servers as PC players and oh, getting that's cool. white. I was going to ask what, like I've never played Jedi Academy, but I know you two were very excited when it first got, when it got announced to come to Switch. Is this a PC game? Yeah, it came out on like all the consoles back then. Why does it look like it's running on a Tamagotchi? Mm, because because the it's graphics, from like 2002. Yeah, but oh. like, fuck me, it's bad. It looks <laughs> it looks fun. In how mm. janky it is. I mean, I guess that's why I want to play Episode 1 Racer. I've I mean, got to say, the lightsaber combat in that game is excellent. But it's only fun on PC because you can you can put in a console command that enables saber dismemberment. So when you slice uh, through yes. someone, then they... I know about that part. Oh, it's incredible. It's so satisfying. That's cool. Um, the game that's got me the most pumped coming to Switch is Burnout Paradise Remastered. Not Hell the yeah. best Burnout game, because the best per- Burnout game is Burnout Takedown, but Paradise is a close yes. second. Paradise Absolutely. is the first open-world Burnout game. I sunk probably 200 hours just driving around Whoa. in Paradise City. Love it. I love this game. However, has there been a good racing game on the Switch yet? Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, Mario Kart Eight. I mean, I mean, a good one. That's not okay, a racing cool. game. <laughs> That's true. Um, Fast RMX. If you haven't looked at it, um, okay. So there was a Wii U game called Fast Racing Neo, which came out around the halfway point of the Wii U's life cycle. I'd look at it. It's the closest thing to F Zero we've had. 
Um, and then it was re-released on the Switch as a launch title, as Fast RMX, and it is fucking fantastic. If you want to, if you want your fill of F Zero without the F Zero, that's it. I do like F Zero. Okay, I may give that a go because it's so very good. Paradise is coming out sometime this year, so maybe I need something yeah. to uh, keep me entertained in between bouts of Animal Crossing. Um, a game that did keep me entertained quite a bit last year, despite, and we're not going to get into it. We'll be here for days. Yeah, we Pokemon Sword and Shield, the expansion packs. So we've got the I, the I, Armor Island, Isle of Armor, one of them. Isle of Armor, Isle, Isle of, of Armor. Armor. And yeah. what's the other one that's coming out later in the year? Um, the something Tundra, Crown Tundra, Crown Tundra. Crown Tundra. So that's it. It's two expansion packs coming out for Sword and Shield. This one takes place on an island just off the main uh, landmass. Yeah. Now I don't understand why the main landmass is is England. Yet the island is Japan because you go to a dojo straight up, you get a legendary fighting type that uh, will evolve one or not, sorry, change one or two ways depending on if you go to, um, there's two towers. There's a tower of water and tower of and darkness. Tower of darkness, yes. You know, um, the two complementing types, water and dark. Yeah. <laughs> I know, which I Baffling. don't get, but. Uh, okay, but just a very small grievance. You're just straight up given a legendary Pokemon. That seems baffling. Like, how many yeah. does this man have? How legendary you know what is it? This used to be one-offs. Like, you used to get yeah. one. Like, my, my partner was watching um, the uh, Giratina movie a few days mm. ago. The Pokemon. Oh man, Giratina is fucking cool. Giratina is great, but in that movie, it has Shaman, which yeah. is cool in one form, trash in another one. Looks like a fucking yeah. rejected Leafeon. Um, but there's like 400 of them. Yeah. They're not legendary. They're just a fox. Fuck off. <laughs> Dumb shit. There's one talking Meowth. He's not legendary. There's only one of yeah. him. Okay, yeah, I've got should... issues with Pokemon as a whole. But yeah, so the, the new DLC. That's a story for out, another time. Uh, pretty soon. It didn't have a bunch of new um, bunch of new photos, yeah. a bunch of new clothing, some new evolutions for the starters. So you got Rillaboom. Uh, yeah, so, so you've got the Gigantamax. What is this? Rillaboom, there's Soccer Rabbit, and Inteleon. Yeah. Inteleon yeah. is... So, Keelan, I know you play Pokemon. Now, Inteleon is a spy. It's like a, a lizard that looks like a spy. It's Mega Evolution, or Gigantamax Evolution in this one, or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. He's at the top of a tower. With a sniper rifle made of water. He looks like Lee Harvey Oswald. It is terrifying. Wait, does Pokemon have guns now? No, it's not a gun. Yes. It's just like a water thing. It, okay, no. They, they say <laughs> it's not a gun. It's a fucking car. It's a, it's a fucking gun. Yeah. It's a gun it's made a out of cow. water. It shoots more fucking water. He killed JFK. That's what it is. <laughs> if you zoom in on the Zaprudin film, see, you, can you see, see him the, on the grassy knoll. The yeah. Listen, Fun fact. you too. I want you both to know. Pokemon is garbage. Look, normally like I'd wrestling. argue with you, but at this at this point, I just can't argue anymore. So, <laughs> Look, I'm, that, I'm, not that wrong. I'm that defeated. I'm that defeated by the Pokemon franchise that I can't even argue with you at this point. Um, <laughs> Critical the, hit. the Rillaboom one, the Rillaboom like Gigantamax form looks pretty cool. You know, he's got massive drum kit and stuff, which I quite like, uh, yeah, especially as a, um... as a drummer. I'm like, yeah, I like this. This is cool. This is my sort of thing. You can play XYZ uh, on it. And then the the Cinderace, that's the soccer rabbit, the football rabbit. Yeah, he just got a uh, bigger ball. Yeah, it, it's shit. It is <laughs> the most pointless thing that, I've that ever seen. That evolution line is fucking, it's fucking dumb. It is so stupid. I'm just like, cool. It's like, All right, so now instead of, instead of a regular football, you've got... A big football and it's on fire. Well, Good job. That's kind of what happened with the, the whole evolution chain. Like the first one's like, well, so what's the first evolution? Like it's the, the first type of it. Oh, it's like a little soccer rabbit. Okay, cool. What does it evolve into? A slightly bigger soccer rabbit. Okay, and what's the final one? Like a dad soccer rabbit. Like a soccer <laughs> rabbit that plays every like you know after work on weekdays. Uh, side note: Do not Google Cinderace without safe search on, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, this is not a p- another porn one. Yeah, yeah, Man. yeah, yeah. Any- yeah. Nah. I mean, you know, yeah, do what you want. Don't. If you're not hurting anyone, fuck whatever Pokemon you want, I say. I mean, yeah, sure, but. Yeah. Fuck them all. You gotta fuck them all. Pokemon. You gotta fuck them all. Song says it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What if I started? Well, before Simon gets into just what he would do to a goddamn polyurath. Let's move on to our main topic of the day. 
I don't know what polyrath was <laughs> I went for. Um, yeah, why, why out of all of them? muscular and tough. Um, let's move on to our main topic of the day. PlayStation 5 tech breakdown. So we did our Xbox Series X tech breakdown a few weeks ago. PlayStation 5 has since uh, released a few more details. So they're giving the fans their first look at the PS5 uh, system details, system architecture, uh, revealing the inner technical workings um, in an event that was run a week ago or so by Mark Cerny. He is the system, the lead system architect. Or you may know and love him as the man behind Knack and Knack 2. Yay. So I'm going to go through a few little details from the PlayStation blog. Um, And as we did last time, Keelan will then explain to them in a bit more detail. Um, There actually isn't as much here as the Xbox One, so it'll be a little bit quicker. Um, So straight from the PlayStation blog... PS5's ultra-high-speed SSD and integrated input-output system were developed with the goal of removing barriers to play, specifically loading screens. Developers are able to stream assets into PS5 games at an incredibly fast rate, so PS5 play experiences can be seamless and dynamic, with near-instantaneous fast travel through large game worlds. Keelan, what does that mean? I don't know, Jesse. What does it mean? <laughs> I, okay, there's a reason that Sony led with this information this is a game changer basically this is pretty cool it is it's kind of incredible the speeds that that ssd operate at are like unheard of it's absolutely ridiculous um sorry to you know draw comparisons into the mix here but um if you compare it to the ssd that's operating in the xbox series x it's significantly faster like double it's it's yeah. kind of crazy how how much that is. So basically, I think developers are going to be building games around this feature. Um, you're going to need a fast um, I/O device, a fast storage medium, in order to play games going forward. So this is not just going to impact um, console games; it's also going to impact the PC space as well. You're yeah, just not going yeah. to have that same experience unless you have super fast, like NVMe um, SSD storage. This well, is definitely the front, the foot that Sony's leading on because I remember a few last year when they had the, uh, I think it was Sony had the interview with Wired when they first announced basically the PS5. A video came out a few weeks later of what Spider Man looked like on a PS5 yeah. and mm-hmm. a PS4. Some PS4, you swing around and you can only go so fast. Like the camera can only go so fast, which is what holds back your swing speed. Because the camera can only go so fast because it can't load everything. And then on the PS5, it goes from one end of New York to the other in about three seconds. Just loading. It is faster than you can process. It is insane. Love Admittedly, it. though, my first thought, because you said, like, ah, oh, instantaneous fast travel. My first thought went, ah, oh, Skyrim. <laughs> For <Yeah>. some reason. <laughs> Because yeah. anyone that's played Skyrim for longer than like Takes ten hours knows that the longer you're you're playing that game, the more unstable that gets. Oh yeah, and I mean I played it for like twelve hours and it just broke. Ah, uh, like fuck my game. original Xbox 360 save file. Uh, if I walk into my house, which has all of my stuff in it, it takes I think about fifteen minutes to load at this point. Have you seen there was a uh, comparison video of what load times? So they're saying that this will load things a hundred times faster than the PS4. Um, there is a video that I I believe I shared on social media. I can't remember. If not, I will. Of load time comparisons um, with the games like Red Dead or an infamously long loading screen of mm. Grand Theft Auto. The Grand Theft mm. Auto opening load screen takes about three to four oh minutes when you first God, load it yeah. up. It's a huge game, but that is ridiculously long time. Yeah. By the time the PS4 had loaded up, the PS5 version on the other side was halfway through basically the first level. Oh, wow. <laughs> it is ridiculously fast to the point where Sony um, and some other Sony people have said to create load screens in games, they'll have to slow things down. So if a developer wants to have a load screen, which, you know, load screens have your tips and your tricks and stuff like that, and sometimes have a bit of lore in them, I don't mind a load screen every now and then, they'll actually have to slow down the SSD and artificially make a load screen. That's quite uh, interesting. That's I sincerely hope that they dumb. don't do that because they don't need to do that, but... I don't mind it. I need a break every now and then. Uh, I would argue, though, on the side of um, consistency... Because, and also stability, because my SSD and my PC actually 
loaded too fast for Windows to be able to keep up with. I would blue screen every time I turned on my PC because Windows literally just couldn't load itself in time for my SSD. Like, it's trying to keep up with my SSD, which is like, yeah, cool, let's do it. But then Windows is like, wait, what? And it still doesn't have its trousers on. It's like walking around in its underwear. Um, <laughs> so it just blue screen. So I had to turn off fast boot on my SSD to allow Windows enough time to actually but get dressed. That, that was two separate systems trying to work in tandem. That yeah. was the SSD and, and Windows trying to work at the same time. This is of all course, built into I'm, itself. Like This is all customized mm. for itself. Um, exactly. I know, I but think, I'm just saying, sort of going forward, as far as developers are concerned, oh, yeah. and whatever, oh. whatever engine they're using, they may want to take have to take this into consideration. Some of the developers I follow on Twitter and stuff like that are very, very excited about this. They're saying this is one of the biggest game changers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I wanted to bring up like time. an example of what can actually happen. So uh, let's go back to Skyrim. I'm really glad you brought that up. Um, one of the things that's the way that Skyrim operates is that its world is broken up into cells, essentially. Yes. And indoor yeah. areas, outdoor areas yeah. are separate, separate cells. So it needs to load that in. With an SSD that is as fast as the one in the PlayStation 5, that is no longer necessary. They oh built God, that entire so game engine around this cell system. And now mm. they can do away with that entirely. That that's is game changing. Cool. Mm, it will just be is, all yeah. seamless all together. Well, could you imagine, again, using Skyrim as an example, walking into the capital city and going, like, oh, yeah, cool, finally I'm here at Solitude, and you don't have the gates to worry about. You just wander in. Exactly right. And then you There decide- are mods for it on PC, but it fucks around with performance a lot. Yeah, it's not quite but- the same. And you no. decide, I need to be on the opposite side. I need to be in um, Markarth or something. Yeah. You can teleport and then you over fast there. travel and oh, fucking hell, five days later. I think this is going to be one of those improvements that a lot of people who like you know don't get into the nitty gritty technical side of things won't know about. But when they play it, they'll be like, "This is better," and I can't tell you why. It'll yeah. be very imperceptible changes. Um, I think that's. No, a I, I think I think a good way to to explain this to a lot of people is, um, the PlayStation in Australia because we have. The shittest internet in the world takes ages to uh, to download a update for a game. Sometimes it actually takes longer to copy that file. Okay, yeah. so it may take five minutes to download it and then ten minutes to copy, which is ridiculous. That copy time will basically go now. It still takes ages to download because I mean, Sony can't help our internet speeds. But once it's all on the console, <laughs> Sony, they could. it's it's good. We good. It's on. You're done. Um. Moving on to the next point, the GPU power. So again, quote from the PlayStation blog, additional GPU power will allow for higher resolution in games, but a major new feature that benefits the visuals of games even further is ray tracing. Ray tracing simulates the way light moves in real life and how it bounces off various surfaces. Games that take advantage of this feature will render objects much more accurately with heightened realism. Water, glass, light refraction, a character's hair, and so on will look even more realistic. So ray tracing is something we went on in detail um, about in the Xbox breakdown, so we won't go about it, on about it too much. But Keelan, is the GPU and stuff like that running similar? Is it comparable to the Xbox? Looking Series X? at... Who has created the GPU? It's AMD. It's the same company that are oh. handling the Xbox well, Series X. Yeah, there we go. So it's, it's going to be one very, for very one. similar technology. Yeah. Yeah. So Although, the- if I just a just a thought, what does that mean for potentially uh, PlayStation VR? We, well, we will get into that in a moment because PSVR oh, okay. is, uh, yeah, it's something I'm very interested to see. Uh, but we'll get into yes. a moment. So, I mean, like we said, the ray trace in the GPU, basically one for one with the Xbox um, at just, this point. Just, just going to back to the um, the GPU, I wouldn't say that it's one to one. It works a little bit differently. And Sony has sort of like a prioritized the specs on their system a little bit differently to Microsoft. And I think they've done it in a very intelligent way. Um, to give you an idea, we mentioned the teraflop number on um, our second episode with the Xbox <laughs> Series X. Teraflops. What the hell are teraflops, right? It's when a ghost um, pulls its cock out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow, that... I said that far too quickly. That was very <laughs> yeah. aggressive, that was That was premeditated, wasn't it? You no, were thinking like, about that. Okay, I was going to say it on the tip of my tongue, but I'm not going to say that. Um, <laughs> ghost cock on the tip of your tongue. Fantastic. Uh, you didn't need to say it, Simon. <laughs> Ectoplasm. <laughs> anyway, we'll leave it with that. Uh, Keelan, you're saying. 
How can I get back to this conversation? I the show. <laughs> How can I do this? You right, pretty much guys, guys talk one episode and it's all done. Okay, let's be serious here. The Phantom Xbox Palace. Series X. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay, okay, okay. Ah, serious face. Breathe in, breathe out. <laughs> now, the Xbox Series X has something like 12 point odd teraflops worth of graphical processing power, right? Yep. The PlayStation 5 has 10.3 teraflops graphic processing power. There's about 1.7 teraflops difference between them. Um, for the average person who picks up a console um, and goes to play their favorite franchise on it, they are not going to be able to tell the difference. It will not be yeah. perceivable. They're both that powerful that, yeah, any any difference is pretty imperceivable. It's like saying, oh, this yeah. building is 1,000 meters and this one's 1,001. You're not really going to notice, but if one's two meters and the other one's one meter, it's like, okay, I can tell a difference mm. here. Tiniest building ever. The dog house. I think the word I was looking for was imperceptible, by the way. But anyway, um, yeah, it's it's similar technology, and you can assume that the ray tracing implementation is going to be the same as the one in the Xbox Xbox. Series X. Cool. Um, And moving on, again, quoting from the PlayStation blog, PS5 will allow games to offer a much deeper sense of immersion through 3D audio. Visuals are, of course, imperative to the gaming experience, but we believe audio plays a crucial role as well. We wanted to deliver a compelling audio experience for all users, not just those who own high-end speaker systems. So we designed and built a custom engine for 3D audio that is equipped with a power and efficiency for ideal audio rendering. With 3D audio on PS5, the sounds you hear while playing will offer a greater sense of presence and locality. You'll be able to hear raindrops hitting different surfaces around you, and you can hear and precisely locate where an enemy is lurking behind you. It's interesting. I like it. Can we just go back a little bit to the actual presentation that this all, all this information stems from? Um, Mark Cerny presented this. It was meant to be a developer-facing talk at GDC, GDC 2020. Yeah. But unfortunately, of course, ah. it got cancelled. Thanks, so, COVID-19. Mm, mm. Fucking jerk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, what they're talking about here is something that is kind of interesting to me but also at the same time i'm like oh but like how many people are going to really be able to take advantage of this um audio in games have been it's been stagnant i guess for the last i don't know decade it's not really changed yeah it's not really gotten much better there have been games that have stood out that have delivered really uh outstanding like audio experiences uh corpse party i think is one of them uh hellblade cinema sacrifice is another it's got a really good use of uh binaural audio um but this is something different um mark sunny spent an inordinate amount of time talking about taking pictures of people's ears and shit like that in this uh in this presentation it this doesn't really make sense. It did not get a good reception from people. No, at all. It was very. It's it a very weird. An hour of just jargon, and it was dry as hell. Because I mean, like Keelan yeah. said, it was made for tech heads. It was meant to be a GDC. Yeah. This was not meant to be the full public presentation. Yeah, consumer facing. It's not that. So I, it, I couldn't watch it. it. I love Sony. I'm a, I, I, I love. I'm a PlayStation kid. Mm. I couldn't watch. I like. It. I, like, I, I like tech care. stuff, but that was too much for me. It was so much. <laughs> I wasn't really interested. Shut up and give me knack four. Skip number three. <laughs> I don't even care anymore. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that um, Mark Zerny did speak about, though, kind of interesting. I won't talk about it too much. Is um, something called HRTF, which stands for Head Related Transfer Function. It's uh, essentially a phenomenon that describes how an ear receive sound from a sound source so apparently they've actually modeled several of these um hrtfs and you can choose one of them when you're using the playstation 5 as part of this uh this 3d tempest audio tech thing that they have so i don't know sounds interesting i'm skeptical (laughs) yeah Yeah. you wank i mean i'm listening i'm playing games on a pair of $50 headphones. They're not expensive. They don't sound fantastic. There's nothing special about them. I don't know how you're going to improve that. I, again, like, I don't think they're making making this for people with $50 headphones. You may, I don't think this is going to be appreciated by everyone, 
but those who have you know a better headset and it'll be fascinating to see if the headset that comes with the ps5 can actually handle this will you notice it mm. through those headphones if it even comes with headphones um Ooh, unlikely i don't know it'll be interesting to see how you know a few years into the console's lifespan if though if 50 dollars can buy you a much better pair of heads, headphones that can handle this and you know, really give you that full experience well, yeah, I mean, I mean, tech is always getting cheaper these yeah. days. So I reckon within two, three years, you'll be able to get a what probably costs one hundred and fifty dollars now, fifty. So before we get into the um, stuff that wasn't explicitly spoken about, except for the case of games, but before we get to the technical side of things, Keelan, you watched the full presentation, right? Not the full one. I got bored with the <laughs> you got bored. stuff. And Simon, you haven't either. I haven't watched. I, it, I so. couldn't bear myself to. <laughs> Keelan, you watched most of it. What were your overall thoughts? Um, I think Sony has chosen a really interesting strategy for the production of their their device. They really thought this through, and they're approaching their console from a very different perspective that Microsoft is. I like it. I think the way that they presented it is absolute garbage. Mm-hmm. They've done a terrible job of marketing this. <laughs> They've done a terrible job of saying this is a better device and better value and better experience than um, the Xbox. I mean, but that could just come down to this wasn't made for consumers. It's, yeah, it's a, yeah. It seems to be the polar opposite of what happened last year where <laughs> last year Sony has that wide interview, wide, really read by tech heads. They're going to understand the jargon. That's how you announce it. Cool, get the nitty-gritty bullshit out of the way. Awesome. And then Microsoft tried to do that with the xbox at e3 and they had the video and stuff like that but there was just no content there was nothing there they had no jesse t- d- let me stop you they showed the console at e3 didn't they well i mean fuck that's a good point i mean <laughs> you know you sit through this 58 minute video of mike Sony talking about ears and stuff and you don't even get to see exactly. the ps5 i want to see uh, the box show me the box i don't care uh. the ps5 could run a thousand times better than the xbox series x if it comes out and looks like shit it looks like that that weird pizza warming thing that devs oh, have the dev kit. if it looks like that no. fuck it <laughs> fuck it I'm gonna, i'll just stick with my ps4 for the next 20 years i don't even care anymore so mad. Just get an Xbox Series One, you know, bam. It's a good looking box. Um, yeah, I think PS Sony is letting Microsoft make moves and then they're reacting to it because I think mm. at the moment they're in a better position with the PlayStation mm. doing better than Xbox. So they're kind of like saying, "Xbox, do your thing, and we'll we'll just you know we can bend to still be in a better position at the end of it." I, I wonder if they're sort of trying to take the same route that Nintendo do, which is Nintendo are in their own little corner having fun drawing on the walls and coming up with these brilliant ideas, some of which obviously don't work. But I think that's... I wonder if that's what Sony are trying to do. They're not going to go, oh, yeah, well, actually, it's better than the Xbox One in this way. You know, they're just going to be like, no, nah, forget about that. I'm telling you what I want to do. I think this is... And just ignoring that. I think they're almost like, you know, when you and a mate have having like a shot of a drink and you've never had it before and you kind of let your mate go first to see how, like th- let them test the waters. I yeah. think it's more like that. They're going to be like, okay, let's just see what you do here. And if it's real bad, we will do the opposite. So I think like when we get to price, which we'll get to in a moment, I think that they're going to wait for them to have the price and then they'll move their price to properly reflect where they are, you know, where the uh, conversation mm-hmm. is. But Hmm. I think something that Sony has a big advantage on is the actual games themselves. However, they didn't announce this in the best way. So the big thing with the, coming out of this um, presentation was the backwards compatibility. So I quote from the PlayStation blog, a quick update on backwards compatibility. With all the amazing games in PS4's catalog, uh, catalog, we've devoted significant efforts to enable our fans to play their favorites on PS5 we believe that the overwhelming majority of the 4,000 PS4 titles will be available on PS5. We're expecting backward compatible titles will be at a will run at a boosted frequency on PS5, so that they can benefit from higher or more stable frame rates and potentially higher resolutions. We're currently evalu- evaluating games on a title by title basis to spot any issues that need adjustment from the original software um, developers. Now that was like an adjusted version. In the original presentation, they said we're looking at the 100 top games. Now, 
Wow. That got mixed up. I think people heard 100 games. What the fuck? Only 100 games will be back, back, backwards compatible. Now, let's face it. When the PS5 comes out, you're not going to be playing, you know, these weird, uh, you know, these weird games that aren't the top 100. You're going to be playing You God of War. You're going to be playing Horizon, Spider-Man, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. However, don't say that. Just say, hey, mm. we're going to make 4,000 of your PS4 games playable on this thing. Cool. I didn't even know there were 4,000 PS4 games. I'm sold. That messaging <laughs> mixed with how dry the presentation was means this present- this whole thing got a real poor reception online. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, that hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any, I mean, there have been no completely um, confirmed, oh, there's been a few confirmed games for PS5. There's like a horror game that got announced recently. I can't remember what it was called. I remember we've got um, God Godfall. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think Horizon Zero Dawn two. I think probably, I think would it be, be Horizon Two O Dawn. Um, leave the bad jokes to <laughs> me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, you had a you had a fail earlier. It's yeah, my turn. Oh, 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 um, yeah. fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be Horizon Zero Dusk. Hey, hey. um, that also sucks. Yeah, Horizon Zero Midday. Horizon Zero Dawn 2 would be a console seller for me. It'd be phenomenal. Like, what a way to show off how this game runs with robotic dinosaurs. Um, are there any games that you two would like to see may even make a comeback? I want to see um, a PS5 version of The Last of Us 2, like a remastered version like they did with the first one. Oh, yeah. When, that's when, that's all but confirmed. We'll definitely get yeah. that happening. Like... Um, have Gotta like happen. you said with the PS3, uh, Last of Us was one of the the final games, one of the last big games to come out, if not the mm. last big game to come on the PS3. Mm. And then a few months later, it came on PS4, and I played through it again. I'm not going to play Last of Us two on PS4, but I, I will play it on PS5. I, Fair enough. Comes out comes out in like a, like two months, which is crazy, yeah, which is mental. Crazy. Simon, what do you want to play on the PS5? Um. I'm curious to see what happens with the Final Fantasy VII remake. Mm. Um, oh yeah. Also, I want uh, a sequel to Spider-Man. Um, even if it I follows mean, more of Miles, we'll get that 100. But do you think fantastic. that'll be a launch title? I don't think it'll be a no, launch no. title, but I don't think it. I think it'll be within the launch window, so within like the first few months, or at least I'm hoping. I, I think. It, I think that's a summer 2021 game. Possibly, quite possibly. Um, and then I think God of War remastered a little bit. A remastered God of War would be pretty damn cool. Would be, I think, yeah, you know, capitalise on that. You know, because it can make the Leviathan X a little bit faster and make the make the actual combat feel just a touch speedier. Ooh. And you just, Another you know, a little example. bit more. You know those bits where you have to walk in those weird ethereal realms to fast travel? Mm-hmm. Get rid of that. Let's get rid of oh, oh my god, it, this is going to be the yeah. end of dumb shit corridors and games. Corridors and stuff like that are just used. <laughs> corridors and caves yeah. and just roads and places where there are nothing. They are loading Elevators. Yeah, Eleva- are oh my god, screens. elevators. No more elevators. Give me the Willy Wonka glass elevator and shoot me up to the top floor in three seconds. Okay, that's all I want. <laughs> um, now, Simon, before... The G-forces will kill you, but it'll be great. What a way to go. With an old man who sells you candy. <laughs> Uh, you mentioned the PSVR <laughs> earlier. Now they have said yes. the next gen console will be compatible with the current PSVR hardware, and there are also very strong rumors of a PSVR two. I got mm, the PSVR. I, I got it on day one. Do I regret it? Mm, yes. Um, <laughs> there are some issues with it, and we'll go. I'll, I'll go into them in a future episode. I think I've got a lot to say about it. PSVR two would be very very cool, um, as long as it has some better hand controllers. The move controllers are shit. They're garbage. Yes. So, yeah, so I, I've i played PSVR once at a mate's place. Um, I played Beat Saber for maybe about three hours, and it, the camera kept losing yep. sight of my hands. It would just, my, my hand would drift off into the distance. You're using and controllers quite- from the PS3 and what is essentially the PS3's camera. I mean, it's not the same yeah. one, but it, is, it was made for it. it, it yeah. The headset's cool. It was. Mm, it was absolutely. a. The headset's really probably one of the entry level um, VR headset, especially for somebody like yes. a nerd like me with glasses. It worked mm. really well. Has the issue. So a PSVR two would be really cool uh, if they announce like a pack where you get the PSVR two that 
the uh, whatever motion controls they have and the PS5. Wii remotes. I'm in. I, I, <laughs> I, I will spend whatever that's going to be and just get it all in one kick. I think it'd be a really yeah. cool way to do it. Now, launch date. The uh, quote, holiday 2020 in the US um, is what Sony has said. So between October and December 2020 here. And Sony has confirmed the PS5 release date is not currently, not currently delayed by COVID-19. The oldie coronavirus. They can't guarantee that. They can't guarantee that. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. At this point, it looks like neither the PS5 or the Xbox will be delayed by that. Um, I just think going to price as well and some things I've read about price, which will also track back into the launch um, window. So Microsoft plans for the Xbox Series... uh, Sorry, Microsoft plan for the Xbox Series X, I think, will dictate what Sony does. Mm. The PS4 came out cheaper than the Xbox. What if I came out? And that was a major reason why Sony got off on a really, really good foot. And the, on the current or well, the last console launch, actually killed it. Well, uh, and mm. I think the shoe was on the other foot to the console launch before. Before that, that the, the PS3 came out and it was infamously a thousand dollars in Australia. Yeah, it was hugely expensive. I got a day one to the much cheaper. I got a day one like an um, absolute dickhead. Jesus Christ! Um, how long did that one last? Or did you did you end up getting a new one when the newer version came out. My in. one broke. I, I played the Uncharted 2. I remember this really, really badly. I played the Uncharted 2 um, multiplayer demo and it fucked up. My console fucked up. I couldn't open it and there's still... It's it's in my cupboard. I just bought a new one. Um, it's in my cupboard and there's still a copy of Eskimo Joe's Black Fingernails of Red Wine <laughs> inside of the disk drive. That's so uh, strange because I have one from 2007 that still works 100% to this day. God damn it. So, I, I, I'm I'm not sure what the PS5 would be priced at. However, a retailer based in Denmark has created a placeholder on its website for the PS5. Now, this price is ridiculous, and this is in, this is incorrect. The price mentioned is six thousand nine hundred eighty-nine Danish krone. Krone? Oh, kron. Danish yeah, dollars. Like Denmark bucks. Um, which is roughly the equivalent of $1,043 US, which is like $14 trillion Australian right now. <laughs> now, that's incorrect. That is a That has to be a placeholder price. No doubt. However, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. they have absolutely. a suggested delivery date of December 1st, which I think is Ooh. around the ballpark. It looks like the rumors swelling around December, uh, sorry, November 22nd, I believe, for the Xbox, getting stronger and stronger. I think the PlayStation launching a little bit, you know, a week later. Not a bad move. I don't mind that at all. I think this is going to be very reactionary to what the Xbox does in regards to launch launch time and pricing. My only, I guess, semi-concern is if they launch it too late in the year, like if they launch it December, I think that's probably around the final week they could genuinely be able to launch the console and expect decent sales during the holiday period because otherwise it gets too late people have already bought the christmas presents people have already spent money and christmas is not cheap for anyone yeah. but like My remember that this, this isn't going to come out of the blue they'll be like as soon as the, as the, uh, the date course. is announced so even if it's december 1st as soon as that date is announced it will be everywhere so i think if people are going to they'll mm. plan their christmas stuff around it it will yeah, be interesting yeah, though bringing up christmas they say that COVID-19 isn't going to affect it. It will affect it. It has a full-on effect. There are so many different mm. things. I think we're going to see very reduced numbers here. It's going to be a shame come Christmas. I think there'll be some people who won't have this under their tree. Mm. Um, unfortunately. But again, I mean, think about the the infamous Wii, Wii shortage. Was that? That was artificial, though, wasn't it? No. No, no, what, no, no. What no, was no. that? That was uh, literally just so many people wanted to buy it. It was insanely the popular. I couldn't keep up. God damn. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, I think there might have been a fault on the production chain, perhaps, but it wasn't an intentional shortage. Yeah. It was very a very natural shortage. Not like the NES Mini. That was bullshit. Mm. Don't do that, Nintendo. Well, in the coming weeks and months, hopefully, we for one get to see what this fucking console looks like, 
and we get a few <laughs> more details on both the Xbox and the PlayStation. And once we have a few more details, we'll have a full-length episode where we compare them and we can, you know, you as a listener can kind of hopefully work out which one is going to fit you best. Um, yeah. From what I can sort of tell, the simplified version of things, Xbox is powerful. There all those teraflops. PlayStation's mm-hmm. fast. That's a real simplified version of things. Yeah, that's not entirely accurate, Jesse. Well, but that's you know cool. <laughs> Run I'm gonna cut, cut off your mic. I'm gonna cut your mic off. <laughs> um, cool. All right. Well, we're gonna wind that one up here. Um, you can check us out on Spotify and iTunes. Subscribe and uh, leave us a review. As I've been saying, reviews really help us. So they're mucho appreciado. You can check out Fan Critical Podcast on all good podcast services. Um, they are currently reviewing season three of that show that is Westworld. called Westworld. Um, I almost forgot <laughs> it again. I actually, I actually had a conversation with Gaz earlier, and I believe they should have another episode up within a couple of days. Ooh, keep an eye out for that. Um, and yeah. also, if you're not watching Westworld as of yet, or you've just started it yet, which is me, um, they have massive back catalogs of movies and television and all sorts of things so go check that out um if you want to get in contact with us and uh ask us anything or whatever story mode video game podcast at gmail.com or you can speak to us on facebook and twitter chuck us a follow at story mode pod and uh jump on the patreon if you want to chuck a few buccarinos at us or the whole fan critical family um that will give you access to a few extra shows access to the discord server run by our very own simon evans can see all sorts hey. of goodies um and i mean hey if you're locked down what better time to take in some content? You know what I mean? That's actually a very That's why good this point. episode's a little bit longer. Fill in your day a little bit. If you're working from home, chuck us on. You know what I mean? Tell your friends. All that type of stuff. <laughs> um, as you can tell, working from home, I've been working from home for like 10 days now, and I have lost me marbles. <laughs> you're implying that you had any marbles to begin hey. with, but. Fair call. <laughs> I did mention ghost cock pretty early on in this episode, so... Wow. Yeah. Uh, end it there, eh? Yes, please, before ghost cock comes back. Uh, well, that's why busting makes me feel good. Just, just That's it. That's the end of the episode right there. Alright, Keelan, thanks for joining us, mate. Sorry about that. The Fuck look, off, the Jesse. look Simon and Keelan give me right now, like this is the look my parents would give me, just at disappointed in you, disappointed and just like, what have we done? This motherfuckers, I, I feel like I should be scold, I, I should be scolding you right now, but <laughs> you out of your eyes, Keelan. Thanks yeah. for joining us, Simon. Thanks for joining us, everyone listening. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Um, Listen to, you know, what you, the health experts are saying. Just avoid crowds and stuff like that, obviously. Don't be idiots throughout all this. If we all, you know, do our part, uh, this will hopefully be over sooner rather than later. And we can go back to, can you know, see our mates and stuff like that. It would be nice. That got really heartfelt at the end, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cute. Well done. All right. Peace out. All right. Bye. Mwah. Bye. It's a muscular and tough.